0: What up everybody, Sultan of Strangles here. Before I start this episode, I wanted to give a big shout out to the sponsor of today's episode, Cash Chicks Championships. This is the brand of my instructor, Gary the Lion Killer Tonin. You could find him on Instagram at at Gary Tonin. Gary is spelled with two Rs, not one R. Cash Chicks Championships is a clothing line. You could get rash guards, sweatshirts. Headbands, coffee mugs, you name it. If you want to support them because they are supporting me, go over to their website, castchickschampionships.com, or to their Instagram. I have plenty of their sweatshirts and t shirts. Uh, I think it's a wonderful brand. Definitely go support them. They're a supporter of the podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day what up everyone before i start this episode i just want to apologize um i did not know that when i record in my car if my bluetooth is on on my phone the sound quality gets a little shitty now i thought of two things right i thought of re-recording those segments but i felt that if i re-recorded those segments and i just repeated myself a second time it would lose a lot of authenticity Because I I felt very passionate as I was saying those things. And I don't think I could get the same quality of monologue for you guys. So I'm going to keep the shitty quality uh, voice segments in there. And, you know, give me your feedback. Would you rather me have a non-emotional, you know, good quality voice note? Or would you rather have me talking from the heart when it's not the best quality? Again, I'm sorry. And uh, just giving you guys a fair warning, some of the segments are a little rough.
1: What up, everybody? It's the Sultan of Strangles checking in. The Kimura King, a.k.a. the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. Man, I wanted to do a podcast today on running a gym. I mean, I just started my own gym. Um, Immortals Jiu Jitsu. Go check it out on Instagram at Immortals Jiu Jitsu. Um, and I was looking at my class tonight and looking at all the people, and I realized what a bunch of pieces of shit scumbags. <laughs> so, my guys are a bunch of misfits. I love them, but they're a bunch of misfits. They're troublemakers, they're crazy. And I feel like they would not have been able to fit at a traditional gym that is cut and dry and has all these rules. But what? But what's very fascinating is that when they come to my gym with me and my partner, they respect the hell out of us because we work in a different way, you know? You know, like when you're a kid and your parents said, you can't do this. And you say, why? That's not fair. They're like, life's not fair. It's like you're putting, you're instilling rules that you made to make life not fair. You're not explaining why life is not fair. So let's say somebody wants to be lazy and take a round off. I won't be an asshole to them and be like, what the fuck? Stop being a bitch. I'll be like, hey, man, Listen. If you want to compete and you don't want to get gas in competition, and if you want to defend yourself in the street when you're fighting for your life, you can't get into the habit of taking rounds off and being lazy. So do me a favor, get up, and even if you have to go light, finish out the round. And people will listen. You know, People say that people who have problems with authority or misfits or whatever the whatever the hell you might call it, that you can't help them, but you really can. You just have to get into their minds, and that's how I was growing up. I had a huge problem with authority because I grew up without my pops, so I didn't really respect anybody. It was only until I met people I respected, like my coaches, until I actually got to see my dad, who was an amazing human being, that I learned respect for authority, and I learned that if you want to have rest if you want people to respect you. You need to be respectable. If I'm a fat piece of shit and I'm sitting down telling people to work hard, why is anyone going to listen to me? I do the warm-ups with my students. I do the rounds with my students. I compete. I'm in the trenches. So when I ask them to do something, they listen. When my partner asks them to do something, they listen because we both compete and we're both humble enough to do the drills with them. That's what I really loved about my wrestling coach growing up. We would do these things called burnouts, where you pretty much um, do all these calisthenics. And I love the fact that he actually got down and did them with us. I thought that was so badass. Meanwhile, I see these other schools, these fat pot belly coaches sitting on their ass and blowing whistle to do suicides. I'm like, come on, man. No one's going to respect that. So I really love what I'm building here. I love the culture I'm building. I'm building I'm building a competition school right now. We're going to have easygoing classes too, but right now I'm trying to build an army. I'm trying to build an army of killers. My classes run tough. Um if you're if you want to come and learn, you will learn, but I will turn you into a man who is tough as nails. I will turn you into a competitor. I will turn you into someone that if you got into an altercation on the streets, you will be able to fight for your life and win. I feel like a lot of schools out there will have this really cool acai, whoa, chill, surfing lifestyle. But when it comes time, when the time comes for competition, you know, people are gassing out. People are... Pissing their pants, people are getting their asses kicked. They're like, "Bro, competing just like isn't for me, man. I don't have anything to prove, man." When in reality, you're scared, man. I get it if you have a wife and kids, a full time job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But when I see 75 year old grandmas competing, I mean, what the hell are you gonna say? What's your excuse now? Do you really not have the time? Are you really too old? Or are you just scared? Ask yourself that question.
0: Now, um, being this segment, I wanted to talk about how running your own gym, you pretty much have to be a therapist. And that's kind of what I see myself as. Because you're not just training people how to protect themselves, how to compete. You're building lives here, you know um now let me give you one example on how you could treat something um the situation that you shouldn't treat as a coach you should treat as someone who cares about them for example you see someone come in late they look like they just had a terrible fucking day right and you're like why are you late regular guy why are you late they'll say uh long story no excuses How do you know that this kid's mother didn't just have a heroin overdose and he came to training to get away from his problems? And now you're giving him more problems. How do you know that this kid's father is not an alcoholic that beats him and he left his house so he could get away from his troubles and you're just giving him more troubles? So the way I do it, if someone's walking into training late consistently, I'll give them shit. If someone's coming into training late, smiling and laughing, I'm going to give them shit. But if I see someone and I could tell that they have been through some shit that day, I just tell them, hey, buddy, after class, I'm like, hey, buddy, is everything okay? And some sometimes they'll tell me, hey, man, you know, my uh freaking my cousin passed away. My grandma has Alzheimer's and I'm taking care of her. And I'll just... I'll treat it not as a coach, but as a mentor, as a therapist, as someone who cares. I'm like, hey, listen, buddy, um, you're always welcome here. If you can't make it on time, that's okay. You know, let me know if I could help you in any way. Um, Try to, you know, guide them to the right direction. Maybe tell them to start seeing a therapist. Uh, I won't push them as hard in training. You know, they're there to get away from their issues. I'm not trying to push them at this point. Give them a safe place to train. And me, coming from, you know, a broken home growing up, I had this fucking problem every time. Like, uh, I remember a family member of mine, you know, attempted suicide. And the next day was my um, English final, my English class final. And I'm obviously not going to tell my fucking English instructor what happened. I'm like, hey, I went through some serious shit last night. Is there any way I could take the final later? He said, nope, not we can't do it. We Can't do it. So I took the final, which I did study for, but I was just so fucked up in the head that I ended up getting a C. Uh, ended up getting a B in the class but that still haunts me to this day man that still haunts me to this day I hate that teacher to this day I hate that school to this day I hate that system to this day and I promised myself I would never ever ever become that so do not treat your students as numbers do not treat your students as revenue treat your students as human beings Treat them the same way you would treat your children, you know, what treat them the same way you treat your soldiers, okay, people that you actually fucking care about. And I think that is why the gym is growing rapidly. It's growing much faster than I thought it was going to grow. And I'm extremely proud of that. If you know anyone who wants to train jiu-jitsu or if you're interested in training jiu-jitsu, shoot me a DM and I am more than happy to help you start on the beautiful journey of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Next segment I want to talk about is structure, right? So I uh, my martial arts background uh, you know was wrestling, I did some Muay Thai. Those are very hard sports right and i played you know football wrestling lacrosse in high school those are those are you know very structured sports a lot of mma gyms don't have too much structure you just walk in there probably isn't a warm-up you just go right into technique and then you guys fucking spar but i noticed that in our current world today um many of the homes that people are from, there is no leader, there is no structure, and believe it or not, everyone pretends like they don't want to be in like a structured environment with rules, but they really do. Uh, so my classes have structure. We bow in, we bow out, we shake hands at the end of class. The warm ups are very structured, and that's the way I love it to be. I remember the first time I started training in the gi, It felt great. I I don't know what it is psychologically, but seeing an entire room of people in the same uniform, you know, the belt and all that. People are like, dude, it's a cult, bro. It's a cult. No, it's not a cult. Um, You feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself, you know, kind of like in the military when you're all wearing the same uniform. You're all fighting for the same purpose. You feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself. And that to me is beautiful. So my classes have structure. Um, You know, in our daily lives, a lot of people just never had structure at home. You kind of could do whatever you want. You have a job. You just got to get the job done. There's no real structure. But when you come to the martial arts gym, you got to come on time. You got to do the warm-ups. You have to bow in. You have to bow out. And that, um, giving your life a base like that, to understanding something like that is very beautiful and if you look at Japanese society because jiu-jitsu is Brazilian jiu-jitsu yes you know it changed a lot in Brazil became a new sport but if you look at the core the root of the where the sport is from it's from Japan and in Japan structure is king literally even if you work at a retail store they all line up on a line in the morning. They do warm ups like in the car, uh, like Toyota plants, and I think that's cool to have a society that's run like that. It's organized, and you could get through something much faster that way. Um, I know, like with this current, with this current pandemic, Korea and Japan have gotten uh, through it much faster, and have a lot less deaths just because people obey the rules there. I'm not saying you have to obey rules that are against your lifestyle. But if we all work together as a team in society, uh, we will progress at a much, much, much faster rate.
1: So for those of you who don't know, I compete very regularly at least once a month. And something I notice a lot during competition, I see a lot of guys come in, like even the higher rank people. They come in and they just get slaughtered. They have severe anxiety. They A lot of the moves that they try don't work. And overall, they just seem like they were not prepared to compete. That's because I feel a lot of the gyms that I see are hobbyist gyms. I totally... I'm okay with hobbyist gyms. You know, if jiu is a fun thing for you, you want to make friends, you want to have a good time, that's cool, right? Eventually, I'll have a couple classes like that. But right now, what I want to build is a team of killers. Even if you're going there to have a good time, make friends, I want to make sure that if you ever get into an altercation on the street that you could defend yourself and that if you go into a competition, you will be able to come home Never empty-handed, always with a medal. And know that the moves that I teach you, you're going to be able to use, okay? Um, I feel like martial arts, there's a fine line here, right? If you go too much to the extreme, like I was doing, I was making the classes super, super hard. I've been to schools where the classes are super, super hard. (sighs) You're going to end up getting very athletic... Fucking tough but poor guys that don't have jobs, athletes. The people that pay the rent in your gym are the kids and the hobbyists. So you need to find a balance. You need to have classes for people who are just trying to have fun, right? Right now, I'm trying to figure that out. But the only thing I know how to do is how to run a tough class because that's how I was brought up, okay? You need to have rent payers. You need to have kids' classes. You need to be marketable. That's why I try not to get too political on social media. Like, yes, I'm an asshole, but if you get too political, you just lost 50% of your customers. I see a lot of gym owners do this. They post their hard left or hard right political views, and people are like, fuck this guy. I'm not going to this gym anymore. So always keep that in mind. And one piece of advice that... um. I haven't had to deal with yet, thank God, but my instructor has had to deal with is not problems between you and the students, but problems between the students, how to mitigate that, how to be an arbitrator, how to uh, solve problems between issues that happen between your students. You have to be mature. You can't freak out. You need to be calm. I have not had to deal with this yet, thankfully, because I run a real tight ship. But eventually, you need to learn how to deal with this type of stuff. That's why my instructor tells me that I'm a psychopath and I need to go to therapy to get better. Um, And that's something I plan on doing soon.
0: Warm-ups, warm-ups, warm-ups. The things that Purple Belts hate the most. What I love about the people that hate the warm-ups. Bro, I hate warm-ups, bro the people that post about it on instagram every fucking day like a fucking idiot are the same guys that have had 5 acl surgeries listen you idiot if you don't warm up you're going to hurt yourself when you warm up your muscles your ligaments your tendons the malleability is higher you will are much less likely to be injured okay warm ups are necessary if your class doesn't have warm up, you need to warm up by yourself. Now, with that being said, if you are a school and your warm ups are half an hour long, you're an asshole. Schools that do this do this because they don't want to fucking teach. That's 15 minutes, that's 20, that's 30, 30 minutes of just students doing their own thing while you sit on your fat ass and watch, okay? I'd like to keep my warm-up five minutes, but it's a hard warm-up. You will have a sweat going. We do the fundamental movements: rolls, shrimps, shots, high knees, butt kicks, push-ups, sit-up, squats. By the time the warm-up's over, everyone's sweating, and your likelihood of getting injured is a lot less, OK? So we keep it at five minutes. If you have 30-minute warm-up, you're just an asshole. If your school has a 30-minute warm-up, get the hell out of that school. Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. Why did I choose that name? It's a long story. So, when I was 12 years old, me and my father went to the ancient city of Shiraz, right? This is where the capital of the Achaemenid Empire was. In Farsi, it's Hakom and Eshian, okay? The first king, the king of kings, his name is Cyrus the Great. He is the first person to make a human rights document. That is a Cyrus cylinder, which you can still find in the museum. It was the largest, one of the largest empires in the world. One of the first empires that had cross-country trade, the Pony Express. I can name like a million different, um, you know, first inventions of the Persian Empire. Now, when I was in Persepolis, which is the capital uh, in Farsi, we call it Takht-e-Jamshid. Um, I noticed there was a carving of a king. And surrounding the king, there was these infantrymen, heavily armored. I don't know why my instructor, John Donahue, likes to tell me that they had wicker shields and wooden shields. They were very um, heavily armored troops. Um, You could read and listen more about them on my other podcast called the Persian History Podcast, episode two. Um, These soldiers were called the immortals why were they called the immortals they were ten thousand never less never more and the way it worked was as soon as one of them died immediately one of the reserves picked up the body put that same exact armor on and and it was ten thousand again now each ten thousand troops had their own identity uh under the armor but when they put the armor on they became that guy so let's say my name was Fatiborz, the The immortal's name was Arash, Fatiborz dies and someone else takes his place. Now that guy is Arash, that's who he identifies at. So the immortal identity of that soldier never died. Now in battle, you would go against these guys. And you see them, they never are less than 10,000, never more than 10,000. And people think they're actually immortal. So I thought that was, that was a really cool idea for a gym name. Now, personally, why do I like this name for myself? For those of you who don't know, I have died uh, three times. Yes, it's been three times. Um, first time. I start feeling, I'll give. I'll go way more into detail in another podcast, but I had severe issues in my lung. I started coughing up bits of thick blood, found that it was chunks of my own lung. Uh, it, the pain got so bad and my breathing got so labored that I actually passed out and my heart stopped. And then I was brought back to life. Um, I had a pulmonary embolism. It's a blood clot in your lungs. I thought it was over. I got off my blood thinners and then eight years later, I get it again. I'm sorry, was it eight years or six years? I believe six years later, I get it again. Um, Now then I was on blood thinners for life. I was in a car accident, head-on collision. Someone ran a red light. My car was totaled. Their car was totaled. Uh, I should have died in that accident, but I came out alive. I've been in knife fights. I've been in so many altercations where I should have died and I didn't, which is why I also identify with the name Immortal. You can't kill me. You know, I'm just not ready to go. It's not my time. So I thought that this would be an amazing name for a gym. Now, I wanted to call it Immortals Training Center because my original goal for this was to have jujitsu, Muay Thai, wrestling MMA and also a powerlifting gym but my buddy Alberto told me that as far as search results go you're going to be bunched in with retro fitness with lifetime fitness so keep it as Immortals Jiu Jitsu to keep it more niche and maybe later on in the path I will change it to Immortals Training Center but for now it is Immortals Jiu Jitsu you could find it on Instagram at, at Immortals Jiu Jitsu what up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here. I just got done with my grand opening. It is October 31st. I cannot believe how amazing that was. Uh, it blew away my wildest expectations. We had over 80 people show up from all over from Pennsylvania, from Connecticut, from New York, from Virginia, from Delaware. I was like in complete and utter shock on how far people drove just to be there. It just goes to show how grateful I am for my supporters. You know, I don't I don't see my supporters as numbers. I see my supporters as people, as my soldiers. You know, I I see them as my kids. Y'all are so much more than a number to me. I was so happy To see everyone having such a good time Um, we had pizza we had drinks we had chips we went all out for some reason though no not too many people bought Gatorades and waters we had free pizza which went sold out we had snacks that got fully eaten it was awesome we had my good friends Gary Tonin my instructor Um, give a really nice speech, show some amazing techniques. We had Gordon Ryan come, show some techniques and help out. We had Ethan Crollinston. We had Nikki Ryan. It was awesome. It goes to show. We had Natalia Santoro. It goes to show that, um, especially my team. For the by the way, for the people on my team who didn't come, fuck you. Uh, for the people who did come, man, I am so grateful for you. Nick Ortiz, Yu Ting Hong, One Leg Sexy, Dame, Damien, you fucking, I cannot believe you brought your fucking dog. The fucking guy tells me that his dog is a safe dog and it's, and it said it'd be okay. The dog fucking shits on the ground. We immediately cleaned it, but seriously, Damien, what the fuck? Um... Everybody from Brunswick Jiu-Jitsu, thank you for Johannes. Um, thank you for Mark, uh, our Arbaz, the main event. I was shocked. I was shocked on how amazing it was. Thank you so much, guys, for helping me out. Um, I thought there was no better way to, to end this episode that te- than to tell you that I had a grand opening, that people signed up, that people had a wild, crazy, and great time, and that the future for this gym is super bright. If you want to support me or the gym, please go to my Instagram at K-O-O-L-R-A-K at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the podcast at Rambling with Rack. And last but not least, the website that I'm still working on because I'm a procrastinating lazy piece of shit. Sultanofstrangles.com. Sultan of Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I love you guys. Don't forget to share the episode. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. It is Halloween and Monday is my birthday. Love you guys.